Hey, Doug. Hey, Karen. How are you? I'm good. You sounded very serious. I'm just really tired. Oh, I understand that. Karen, it turns out, had a really early morning, you guys. I got up at 4 a.m. 4 a.m. So early, it was still night. So, like, I've been up for, like, 12, 13, 14, 15, 15, like, 18 hours. Yeah, like, you've already put in more than a full day. Yeah, and so I'm like, so this podcast is either going to be ridiculously bad or really fucking awesome. Yeah, as I told Karen before, I hope it's really fucking bad. (laughs) It's a crapshoot, guys. We'll see what happens. Yeah, welcome to the mess. Yeah, welcome to the mess. Okay. Speaking of messes. Yes, (laughs) nice segue. Thanks. Season four, episode one, season three is in the rearview mirror. This is the post-mortem madness. Madness. And indeed, it was. So we had so many cliffies um, for for the the season season three finale. So many cliffies. Yeah, I mean, as we discussed last week, it was the best season finale ever. So yeah, everything was. In the air. Sometimes literally tangling in the air. Literally. Uh, I just want to remember 25 years ago, like, we had real seasons. Something ended in May, there were four months of reruns, and then the new season premiered in September. Like, that was a lot of anticipation for this opener. Yeah. Yeah, because it was, it was, a, imagine that lag time. Like, was it Jake that died? Did the did Melrose Place blow up? If Melrose Place blew it up, how, like if it was blown up, how could you still have Melrose Place? Because now Melrose Place isn't anymore. Yeah, I mean, legit questions. Crazy, crazy questions. And Matt, Matt is rotting away in L.A. County Jail. Well, rotting away like Hollywood style. Like. Right, right. Poor Matt. It's um, all going to be poor Matt. And the question, and, and the big question was whether or not Kimberly's homemade bombs worked. Right, because we left off with her pressing the button. We never actually saw the detonation, which I think was really ballsy. Yeah. Like, do you think, I feel like, I feel like if Miller's Place was now. Yeah, here, here comes the stupid guys, get ready. So I feel like if Miller's Place was now. They wouldn't have ended with pressing the button necessarily, and that sort of like, did she blow? Like, is it going to blow up or is it going to fail? Right? I think they would have done the boom, and then, and then cut. You know what I mean? And there was something like, well, that's what they were originally going to do, and and then Oklahoma City happened, and they they cut it. Oh, that's right. You mentioned that last week. That's right. That's right. But I always wonder what exactly that means. Like, where exactly was the cut? Like, do we just see some explosions, or do we actually see the people being hit? Or is it like, we saw explosions, and then you still come four months later and see, like, who was on the ground? So, I don't know. But I agree. The way they ended up doing it, regardless of the reason, was so much more sophisticated in terms of suspense. I completely agree. Because now you're like, is it going to blow up? Did she or didn't she? You know, what? what maybe Kimberly was just being, like, crazy and just planted these bombs but like they're not real bombs it was all a dream yeah yeah Uh, but so so, okay so now we pick up where we left off and we find out exactly what happened and and i just want to say before i forget if you are watching along with this or have just watched 
pay attention to everyone's hair because right after the explosions, they rise with season four hair. Everyone's got new haircuts in the middle of the bombing. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even notice. Although the one thing I did notice is Jake got very tan on his break. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, he's like lying in the hospital bed and it's like the way and I'm going, wow, Jake got real tan. <laughs> Yeah, for someone who's been working in shooters day and night, yeah, I don't really know where that office tan uh, became, like, a legit tan. Yeah. <laughs> he is tan. Oh, my God. Okay, so where do we, how do we do this? What do you want to, where do we begin? Um, uh, uh, let's, let's just uh, recap as best we can. So Kimberly pushes the buttons and Michael's going, no, Kimberly, don't. And the first bomb does go off. And the first thing I think we see is Kimberly flying into the pool. Right. Because the first bomb that detonated looked like the laundry room bomb. It was the laundry room. And and Kimberly was sort of right in front of the door. And so basically, yeah. this is a suicide mission for her. Yeah. This was, this was. Like, you know how she was fighting with that bearded split personality guy? And she was like, I'll go and I'll take you with me. Like, by the time she's made up her mind to do this, with Peter's deception being the last straw, like, Psycho Kimberly is like, I'm taking everyone down with me. Like, she was always going to go. Right. So, so yeah. So, she goes flying into the pool. And then the next bomb goes off. And I think it goes, what? It's Allison's. It's Allison's. But but it's only Allison's because it's Amanda's above her, right? Well, she actually says because it's next to Matt's apartment. Oh, okay. Because it was next to Matt's apartment. I mean, either way, it doesn't truly make sense, and she really should have gone for Amanda, but we have to have something bad happen to Allison, so of course it's Allison's right. apartment. And meanwhile, Allison is in the apartment drinking her vodka. Yeah, so she's she's alerted to the explosion after the first one, and that's right, when the second one goes off in her apartment, it sends her flying back. Yeah, yeah, because she's, like, too drunk to, like, do, like, she's, she's lit, and she's just like, screw you. Because yeah. I think Billy tried to get her out of the apartment, or like, you know, when they were banging on the doors. Billy actually tried to get Allison yeah, out. Yeah, trying to get Allison out. And she's like, no. And, and she stays, and then she gets, like, blown up. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, and then Matt's goes off. Yeah. And, but Matt's not there, so. Matt's not there, but that's the explosion that further. that kind of, like, injures Sid, and. Um, I mean, and. and not really anyone else like Brooke and Billy are somehow able to like stay on this on the landing on the second floor um and then the fourth one finally goes off and that's the one that kind of rocks the other side but not as significantly um and then there's like uh what's the word I want like uh backdraft isn't the right word but there's like a aftershock or something and that's the one that like Sends Amanda flying down the stairs, um, or at least against the stairs. Um, and I think that's the one that really explodes where Jane and um, Richard and Mackenzie Hart are. Right, right. And meanwhile, Joe is already on the ground. And at, at one point, I think, didn't Peter, like, shield her with his body instead of Amanda? Oh, yeah, it was, yes. Yeah. yeah, Amanda's, like, frozen. Yeah, and then, and then, and Michael goes after Amanda, Billy goes after Allison. There's a, big, there's a big heroic scene of Billy climbing down from the second floor to the first and getting Allison out, and he actually singes his own arms um, and gets her, and right after he retrieves her from the apartment, like, the beams fall down and the fire gets worse, 
And Billy actually saves Allison's life here. Yeah. And in the meantime, Dr. Burns like dives in the pool and he gets Kimberly out. Yes. Um, And right then, and I think right then is when like the firemen actually arrive. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so all, it's all mayhem over on this place. And happens pretty quickly, but I have to say like the suspense is riveting. It really was. It was a really good scene. Super high. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, we're really starting this on a high point. Yeah. Almost too high a point. Because <laughs> there's no other place to go but down. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then we go from one tragedy to another tragedy, and that is the construction site where Jake has tackled his brother Jess, and and they've both flown off of what three stories off three stories three story building. It might even be a little higher. It, they're like high stories. Like, it's not super high, but high enough that, like, if you fall from it, you could die. Yeah. And that's what has happened to Jess. Yeah. So, basically, Jake landed on top of Jess, and Jess took the blow, and Jess is dead. Yeah. Good riddance, Jess. Goodbye, Jess. Yeah. You deserve this, Jess. Right. I'm sorry it wasn't more painful than it probably was. Right. So, in the course of all of this tragedy and mayhem, of course, everyone is going to the hospital now. Yeah. Um, and they've got Billy's with the, you know, the guys that have the gurney with Allison on it. Um, and Richard and Jane are there with Mackenzie's on a gurney. Um, and who's with Joe? Is it Peter? Peter's with Kimberly, right? I think Peter's with Kimberly. Um, and, and, but I think Joe is fine. Yeah, the thing is, I don't think Joe gets the same medical attention. She's got, like, accelerated healing, and because of the bombing, everyone seems to have forgotten that she had the shit beat out of her, so she ends up being, like, no more bruised than anyone else, which is bullshit, but whatever. Right, right. I mean, she's, like, just kind of, like, got the cuts that everybody else seems to have. Yeah, they give everyone, like, a couple strategic, like, marks on their faces to show that, like, they've been wounded. And Michael is probably tending to whom? Amanda or? Michael does tend to Amanda. Yes. Yeah. Michael does run to Amanda back at Melrose Place. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and through all of this now, I do want to add that Brooke is being a total brat. Oh, yeah, definitely. Although, like, not as bratty. Well, she's being bratty. She's not being as bitchy as she could be. Like, she could be worse than tell Billy, like, get away from Allison, we're married, do something. She isn't quite that bad, but she's like, Billy, Billy, we need to pay attention to him, too. Like, stuff like that. She's being bratty. Yeah, she, she is. And she's like, we need to go to, we, we just need, we have no place to go. We have to go to Daddy's. We have to go to Daddy's. And he was like, well, I think everybody here should go to Daddy's because right. everybody here is homeless. And she right. was like, well, no, not everybody. Can. We just go to Daddy's. Yeah. And that's actually what they do. Yeah. Right. They go to Daddy's. So... Um, I think the first key thing here is Richard gets some bad news about Mackenzie Hart. Mackenzie And this is the worst acted scene in the series history. That's how bad Patrick Muldoon is. They, the, the doctor pulls, uh, goes to Richard and he's like, I'm sorry, we did everything we could, but she had a massive heart attack at the scene and she died. And Patrick Muldoon like fakes tears and he goes, Oh my god. Oh no. And Jane's like, it's okay, I have a plan. And he's he's like, 
shocked at how heartless she is, but... I was shocked, shocked at how heartless she was. Because, A, no one really acts like that in these moments, and also Jane has never acted like that in these moments, but we've got a new Jane, Jane 2.0. Well, we have Jane, but we also have Allison 2.0, which I thought was really interesting about these two characters who have always been so spineless, I guess. Like, they've always... Victims. Yeah. You know, they're, they're the victims. They're all of these things. And now we see almost like Phoenix rising up from the ashes of Melrose Place. We've got Jane who is going to, who is making like a strategic play on her dead boss's business. And, and Allison who is making a strategic play on Billy, which we'll get Uh, to. We haven't gotten to that yet, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Allison becomes a bit of a schemer. Um, so, so before we get to that, so, so Mackenzie Hart is dead. The actual like only casualty of the bombing. Um, and, and then there's, like, I think this is a really cute scene where Peter asks Amanda to come back to his house because she can't go back to Melrose. And Amanda's like, I wouldn't go anywhere near you if you paid me. I don't remember what she says, actually. You might have written it down. But, um, and then Peter walks away and <laughs> uh, Sid's like, hello, breakfast in bed sounds good to me. And Amanda's like, oh, please, Sid, nothing is free, but you'll never learn that, will you? <laughs> and then Michael comes out of some hospital room wheeling Joe, and he's like, you can all stay at the beach house with me. And Michael, Amanda, and, and Sid, and Joe all go back. And there's like, they joke. They're like, oh, all right, ladies, we have him outnumbered. I'm like, all right, that's a cute callback to the fact that, like, He's a total jerk, and he's caused individually all three of you pain, but for today, he's not the enemy. I actually really like that. Um, and I think after that... Oh, so somehow they've also found out that Jake is in the same hospital. Um, and Billy and Jake fill each other in on the bombing and the fall, and Jake is kind of stoic. He's like, Jess and I fought, and we fell, and he died. Um, and cops come in to question Jake, and Billy, you know, offers to stay, but Jake's like, it's fine. He leaves. Um, And then we finally see Allison in her hospital room. Yeah, and she's got, like, her face is all, like, bandaged up, and she's got face damage. Yeah, extra extra bandages over the eyes. And they're like, you're pretty lucky. You you basically emerged with no real injuries, but we want to check... there may be some damage to your eyesight. And they finally remove the bandages on her eyes, and she opens her eyes, doesn't see anything, closes them, opens them again. She's like, oh, my God. And Allison is currently blind. Now, it's, we need to point out that while she's going through this, the doctor is basically saying, look, you know, this. it's because, I don't know if this is a real thing. I'm not a doctor. I only play one on Google. Um, but... The, the blood from the trauma to the head injury, there's blood that went into her eyeballs or around her eyeballs, and it's basically causing the blindness. But as soon as that blood gets absorbed back into her system, into her body, she will no longer be blind. Yeah, they're like, there's bleeding under the eye, and that's what's causing it right now, and it may go away. Like, it may be temporary. Um, I, I felt like it was more like, more not, not like a, it may go away. It will go away. It's just a matter of how long it'll take. Um, he might have said that. I felt I like, think, her pro, like, the pro, like the future prognosis for her was a lot better than, whoa, you're going to be blind for the rest of your life. 
Yeah, I guess I focused on the fact that she was, like, crying and devastated, which makes it feel like it wouldn't be. But he does say something to that effect because she's already got, like, this kernel in the back of her head that, like, I'm going to use this. Right, like, and that's why I'm sort of, like, it's, like, yeah. important to point it out at this point because yeah, this is that. this is the kernel, you know, this is the nugget that she is going to sort of, like, lure right. Billy with. Right. So, I... I th- after this, I think, are we, oh, I think we're at Haley's house the next morning. And now everything else that happens with Billy and Brooke, I don't really care about because I think this story is really just a- Yeah, can we be done with this? I mean, it's terrible. It's like the dad's a dick and he's just like, you're not good enough for my daughter. And Brooke complains about Bill. Like any, anytime Billy doesn't do what Brooke wants, she complains to daddy and daddy threatens Billy. But yeah. now Billy is kind of like, uh, bite me, Haley. And, and so he's actually manning up and he's not taking the bullshit. Yeah. And he even calls Haley out for having this weird relationship with his daughter. Right. Right. Um, Which, so, I mean, I guess it could be great, except that he is such a terrible actor that it all kind of comes out the same kind of level. Right. There's no, um, I mean, catharsis is way too strong a word here but there's no real sense of like victory anytime billy takes a stand because andrew shoe is so monotone and so blah that you're just like all right i don't care about this storyline um i and i do still like brooke because i like brooke as a foil for the other women on the show which we see more of soon but the billy brooke thing married or not at this point i just don't care about you know, I'm a little apprehensive about Brooke because I'm just worried that she's going to steal Sydney's time. Um, I don't think she does, but it's interesting you say that because I was trying to remember. I don't know if Sydney has her own actual storyline at all this season. And that's going to bug me because she's my favorite yeah. character. Yeah, no, it's a real come down for her. And it, I remember it disappointing me at the time, too. Like, she still has fun moments and is fun in scenes because she's still Sid, played by Laura Layton. But she doesn't really drive a storyline the way she had, like, 20 billion in the last season. Oh, that's disappointing. And so, like, basically the storylines are going to go to Brooke. And no offense to Kristen Davis, but I'm not a, I'm not a fan. Um, n- no, I think... Th- no, I think they really didn't know what to do with Brooke once she became a full-time character. Right. But um, I, I just think it's also the actor. Like, I wasn't I wasn't a fan of Kristen Davis when she was on Sex and the City. Like, I, she just doesn't do it for me as an actor. Oh, so you said no offense to Kristen Davis, but it sounds like you mean offense to Kristen yeah, Davis. Yeah, I do mean offense to Kristen Davis. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I think she's very good because I, I think she's good as, like, whiny, spoiled Brooke. It's just that there's no real there there with whiny spoiled Brooke. Well, exactly. I mean, it's she's just whiny spoiled yeah. Brooke. Like it's a very I get like it's a very it was kind of written one dimensional, but you can bring something to that. Like I think with Laura Layton, she you know I think Sid could be a very one dimensional character too, and I think well, that Laura brings a lot of. Oh yeah, to her. yeah. I mean, we, we we could talk about that every episode for yeah. sure with Laura Layton. I think I'm curious what you think. Um, I feel like there are going to be some histrionics with Brooke, and I think Kristen Davis does sell that well. But I still think Brooke is one note. Yeah. Um, but I also think they did bring on Patrick Muldoon just to make Billy look a little less horrible. 
Very possible. And instead, you just have two horrible actors. Yeah, I mean, it's not working. Patrick Muldoon doesn't bother me half as much as Billy. I think that's just history on your side. Oh, all right. Um... So, so after that, is that when we see Amanda back at Melrose Place? Um, I'm not entirely sure. Um, well, I do know at one point, Dr. Dr. Shaw there, or Kimberly, um, gets a visit by, from Peter, um, and she's in the locked Before that, because before that, Peter overhears Michael in the hospital talking to the cops about how... Kimberly's his wife, but she's nuts, and he's not going to pay for all of her damage and all of her treatment and stuff. Right, right, right. And, and Peter the, and Peter steps in and he says, "I'll pay for it." Yeah. And then Peter goes and and checks in on Kimberly, who has no recollection of any of the bombing or the events leading up to it, and refuses to believe she could be capable of it. Which she sold really well. Which she oh yeah she oh they are writing as much as they're not writing for Sydney they're super well writing for Marsha Cross this season I mean her stuff this season is Emmy worthy and she's a delight yeah she's she's fantastic um and this is how ultimately like you get to keep a character who tried to kill everyone on the show on the show and and maintain sympathy right. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at Melrose Place, Amanda has her insurance guy evaluating things, and apparently, though, half the building is is structurally sound, so she's which like, everybody is, can move back in. Yeah, which leads to, like, some funny things, but it's utterly ridiculous. Nothing in that building is structurally sound. No. No, 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 no. And so, basically, I guess Jane's apartment is still fine. Sydney's and Joe's are still fine. Um, but that would be... I mean, Matt's apartment doesn't matter. He's got his own housing situation right now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the, the other half is Jake and Jane and Joe and Sid. Right. Jake's apartment's okay, too. So, um, so yeah, so she's basically like, you can move back in. And you're like, what? I believe she said that to Jake, because I think Jake was the first person to cross Jake, the threshold. Well, well, Amanda's at Melrose Place with the insurance guys. Jake shows up out of the hospital with his cane. This guy has nine lives. He's already been shot, like, two weeks prior. And now he's just fallen off a building, and, like, the next day he's out of the hospital. So, all right, accelerated healing. Um, and Amanda's like, well, your apartment's fine. Aside from whatever happened to your poor body, the, like, uh, everything else is okay. And he goes over to his apartment, and then, out of nowhere, Joe shows up. Like, she knew Jake was arriving. Also, Joe, shouldn't you be in immense amount of pain, too? Anyway. I know, she, she walked really well for somebody who just got the shit yeah. kicked out of her. Yeah. yeah. She wants to know, and hasn't, I guess, found out yet, what happened to Jess. And it's a really kind of, like, ugly scene on both sides. And Jake is very bitter and very stoic. And he's like, yeah, Jess is dead. And I want nothing to do with you either. And Joe is upset. <laughs> well, you know, Jake's not wrong. Jake is totally right. Jake's not wrong at this point. I mean, Joe, wrong. Jake, not wrong. Yeah. Um, so... You know, now, meanwhile, back at the hospital... I think we can jump back over there because Allison is really selling this blind thing. Yeah. Um, Amanda comes to visit. 
Amanda visits, and um, it's a very contrite Amanda. It's like the Amanda we saw when she visited Allison in rehab and then reneged on. Yeah, yeah. She's, I want you to know Billy cares about you. I care about you. Um, I'm, you know, things are going to be different between us from now on. Um, and, and Allison is, is really playing up like the bitterness and the, of, of it all. Um, and you know, Billy sends this big rose arrangement and Amanda's like, Oh, you have to see this, Allison. And they even cut yeah. the blind, rolling her blind eyes at that statement. Um, and she's like, this is bigger than a Buick. Oh, this is so nice. And Allison's like, bring it to the nurse's station where they can enjoy it. Um, and now Amanda's like, yeah, and I'll, I'll, when we redo the apartments, we'll make them better than ever. And she's like, are you going to make them wheelchair accessible? And Amanda's like, uh, 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 gotta go. Yeah. And so basically, like, Allison kicks her out. And this is where we see Allison with the spine, right? Yeah. Allison basically goes after Amanda. And she's like, well, if you're done feeling better about yourself, you can leave. Because she's not buying that Amanda is there out of, you know, you know, for, Alice, for Allison. Amanda is there for Amanda. Yeah. Because being nice to Allison is going to make her feel good about herself. Yeah. So this is sort of like where we're seeing that sort of like... Yeah caterpillar blossom into the butterfly shall we say with allison i think yeah i mean we shall i like saying it i just don't know how long it will last oh no um and from one butterfly to another we also have jane with richard yeah and at like Mackenzie's crypt well, so before that, Jane Jane is like, so I know a way we can keep this business thriving. Mackenzie's real name was Harbert, so why don't we say Mackenzie Harbert died, and no one will know Mackenzie Hart is dead, and they'll think she's still designing everything. And Richard's like, how could you be so cold? And Jane is basically like, well, it's a good idea, so do it. And he does. And then, and then we have that scene where we see them at, like, the the mausoleum, the crypt. Yeah. And he's still not happy about it. And so basically like, you know, Jane is sort of taking over Mackenzie Hart's life a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's now going to be doing all the designs and sleeping with Mr. Hart. So, yeah. 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 So it is a little kind of cold, callous and almost calculated. Yeah. Good, good for her. Good for her. <laughs> she learned from her, from her ex-husband, I guess. Um, yeah, uh, so again, I point out, um, somewhere in between falling off the building and going back to Melrose Place, Jake has gotten a haircut, Billy has gotten a haircut, Allison's hair is blonder, Sid now has bangs, and Jane's hair is longer. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody, we should blow up buildings more often. Everybody's hair looks fabulous when you do that. (laughs) I'm like, did Vidal Sassoon come to the hospital? What? Right, right. Um, so, I mean, I guess it was sort of like a whole lot of back and forth between the hospital and, and the blown up apartments. And that- I mean, in, in one sense, the structure of this is very clean. They're like toggling back and forth, like really laying pipe for each of the new storylines for the season, or at least the first part of the season. Right, right. And so, um, you Less know, forget, Matt is also in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Matt, Matt, poor Matt. Poor Matt. And he was, I mean, he was in this a fair amount considering he, like, you know, his competition was a blown up building. Yeah, no, he's actually got a good amount of scenes. It's just 
his whole story is siloed away completely from the rest of the cast, who've been pretty interconnected throughout. Right. I mean, he really is sort of the last man standing. He's really on his own. Yeah, they're, again, it's proof that, like, they're like, to write for a gay man, we have to write completely different storylines than the rest of the cast. So um, he calls his, uh, well, we might as well go through with Matt, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, I, he, he calls his, he, he uses his one phone call, he calls his mom and dad, and he tells his dad he's, you know, he's in jail, and he's been arrested for murder, and, um, and he needs help. And so the next day, mom comes for visiting hours, with, and she brings a lawyer with her. Who is that actor? Oh, you, I don't know what you'd recognize her from. Um, her name is Anne-Marie Johnson. She did a lot of stuff in the 80s with comedy. She was on Robert Townsend had a show. Do you remember the show What's Happening from yeah. the 70s? So they had a sequel show called What's Happening Now, and it was those guys when they were 10 years older and married, and she was married to Raj, the lead. So that was like her big stuff was in like the 80s and 90s. So she's worked steadily on TV throughout her career. Yeah, I don't think that's what I knew her from. I know her from. What, what is the name again? Anne-Marie Johnson. I wonder oh, if she was on a soap too. I'm wondering because I was, I, know, I was like, I knew her from somewhere. Here, we'll just look this up right now. You, uh, I'll look it up and you can talk about Matt. Oh, no, I'm looking it up. I've got it. Oh, she was in In the Heat of the Night. Yeah, that's right. I didn't right. watch really watch that either, but my grandmother watched that. Yeah, everyone's grandmother did. Everybody's grandmother did. Um, doo, doo, doo. um she did a lot of like one-offs, right? Like, like one episode here, one episode there. You know, like. Yeah, I'm. I don't. I don't remember what else you would recognize her from. That was like a signature role for her. Um. She it says she was also on Jag in her. Oh, recurring... she was on Girlfriends. Oh, okay. Was she on like as a regular? Yeah, I think so. I think like she but... was on the last season of In Living Color, but like maybe like one season of it or something. Okay, all right. Because I was like, I know her. I know her. I know her. It was one of those moments. Okay. Anyway, so she's the lawyer. Yeah, and she's going to be on for a while this season. Oh, good. I like her. Yeah. Um, so, so Matt's got himself this lawyer, and but but it comes, you know, the lawyer comes at a cost to Matt because basically, um, his dad is still, un, you know, ashamed that he has a gay son. It seems like, and that's sort of Matt's read on it. And and then the lawyer says something about pleading him out, and Matt like flips out. Right. He's like, I'm not guilty and I don't want to have to confess for a plea or anything. Right. And he's like, this is just to save my parents the embarrassment of going through a trial and like word getting out that their son is gay. Right. Um, And so the next but the next day, I guess he's had a change of heart and and he actually has the meeting with the lawyer and is basically like this goes to trial no matter what. Um, I'm not pleading out. I'm innocent. And she believes him. And she seems supportive. Yeah. Um, but he he did throw his mom out. Um, and it looked unsalvageable. And, um, and, and until we get to the bail, uh, to the bail hearing. And um, he does get bail. But it's like $1.2 million. And, um, and the lawyer is like, well, yes, we ha- he, ha- he has the bail money. And Matt's like, what are you talking about? I don't have $1.2 million. And she's I'm a like, social worker, yeah. Yeah, and, and she's like, your, your parents put up the house, and you're, they're get, you're out on bail. 
And so that is sort of like that, that, you know, come to Jesus moment, Matt goes to their home and thanks them. And they all embrace in the doorway. And it looks like the, the, the fracture is maybe mending with Matt and his yeah. family. Yeah. This. One of the things I so I seem to remember about this storyline is it opens the door, but I feel like we see more of Matt's parents, maybe not through the season, but just more this season. Right. And the uh, uh, wallpaper in their hallway is the same one I had in my bedroom. Um, do you remember it fondly or not fondly? I actually didn't mind that wallpaper. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's very country. Uh, so so there's that with Matt. Oh, one of the things I didn't bring up, did you notice the dissolves when it went to commercial? Yes. So I think they actually did that in season three, but I didn't have that when I rewatched it in Hulu. But here we have it where they like they take a dramatic moment from like the last scene before the commercial of each segment and they do like a very slow-mo dissolve replay of it um and i don't know a list of things that's stupid but i remember watching it at the time and being like yeah it's kind of cool like it's kind of cool to predict like what is the one moment that they are going to use a minute from now i don't know i'm but team I- Alyssa. i thought it was stupid yeah fair enough yeah <laughs> I agree. I agree. It was stupid. No, I mean, it wasn't. I was just, I don't know, unnecessary, it felt. Oh, totally unnecessary. Doesn't really do or add anything. But whatever. It was Fox in the 90s. Yeah, exactly. And I was trying to think, were the, was, was that a thing? Was that like a trend with the other shows? Who, who else was doing that? No, no. I They did They did a thing every segment of 90210 that went to commercial. They just put up like the little logo that said 90210, and then it went to commercial, which is not the same thing. But otherwise, no. They just did what shows normally do, and they cut to black, and it's commercial. Okay. And and, um, and I don't think they do this for the rest of the show. I think it's, like, just for a couple seasons in the middle. They tried it out. And it just ultimately didn't work. Yeah, because everyone felt like you did. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess, like, we, we the, the, the setup for, for this this episode was sort of really interesting. Like, Amanda is basically moving into Sydney's apartment, and she's making Sid oh, sleep yeah, on the couch. Oh, yeah, one of the, the, the best moments of the whole episode is when Sid comes back, really hasn't done much all episode. Um, and Amanda's like, well... Your apartment is ready to move in, Sid, um, and you can live here rent-free because I'm going to move in with you. We're all doubling up, and I'm going to take the bedroom. And Sid's like, no, I have a lease. This is my apartment. Amanda's like, tough. So so we're going to get, like, at least a couple funny scenes of Amanda and Sydney sharing an apartment, which is, I think, one of the really fun payoffs of the whole bombing. Absolutely. I thought so, too. I was like, oh, this is nice. This roomy situation is nice. Yeah. Um, and then we have, like, sort of, like, you know, Peter Burns and Kimberly. Like, what's going on there? Well, he is, I guess, guilty. I feels guilty about how he used her. So now he actually, like, seems to legitimately care about her. And Kimberly needs a lot of caring right now because she's really, like, losing her mind. Yeah, so I just thought it was really weird because he was really hot on Amanda. And then all of a sudden he got really hot on Kimberly now because... Yeah, well, both of those threads will play out. Okay, wasn't uh, sure. But mostly it's about, like, I feel like Kimberly's story for a while now is just going to be her being psycho. Right. But but they are going, like, full throttle with um, Peter Burns' redemption story. Like, they have, they have fully embarked on making him now the true male 
the hero. protagonist of the show. Okay. Um, and then for Allison, I can't believe we, we missed this. Um, Jane, was it Jane was with her in the hospital? Yes. And, and, and Jane is basically like, you know, t- talking to her about going blind. And I guess she, I guess Jane said that they're going to live together while. Yeah. Allison's moving in with Jane. Yeah. Allison's going to move in with Jane and, um, and, and they're talking about how it's only temporary, her, her blindness. And then Billy yeah. shows up. It's Billy shows up and Allison's like, Jane, don't say anything to Billy about how this might go away. Yeah. <laughs> And she's just playing it up. She's playing up being blind. And she's like, yeah, and Billy's like, I still care about you. And she's like, you got what you wanted. You wanted to be married. You married someone else. Go be happy with her. Right. Yeah. And and I'm blind. Also, I do think Courtney Thornsmith is playing this all very well. She is. It's, she's doing a great job. Um, And they've even somehow, like, doctored her eyes to look, like, bloodshot yes. as like, part of the trauma which I thought was effective. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And then, you know, so Billy is sort of like mopes his way back to Haley's house. And, um, and, and of course, you know, Haley's given him a rough time because he wants them to go on the honeymoon. Well, cause Brooke wants to go on the honeymoon because now that a man, now that Allison is injured, I think she feels also threatened. Um, but first of all, Allison is back. And second of yeah. all, Allison is severely injured. Yeah. Yeah. So she's definitely feeling threatened by that with Billy's attention. Um, and so I guess, you know, the dad is trying to force them off to Hawaii and Billy is basically like, you know, screw this. I'm going home. And he goes to his bombed out apartment and he's yeah. going to like sleep there. Yeah. And it is literally a bombed out apartment. But then Brooke shows up and she's like, no, I said no to my dad and I'm here with you. Um, yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. I, yeah, I would not stay in that apartment. Yeah. That does not look str- the The other side, sure, maybe. That that apartment is right above Matt. There's no way that's structurally sound. Definitely not structurally sound. But if anyone wants to be in that apartment, let it be Billy and Brooke. Oh, exactly. Maybe it'll fall down around them. And, like, oh, it's just sad because there could have been a better story with the two of them than I think what we end up getting. I mean, how much longer are we going to have to put up with them? Um, we've got ups and downs, but we've got ups and downs with them for a while. Oh boy. Though, though I think Brooke is going to kind of open a Pandora's box in the next couple episodes too, that I think is also very amusing. I mean, I guess like it's fine in that, like, I think, I think again, because it is such a one-dimensional character, I think that's where it's really getting on my nerves, and I'm really tired of her daddy. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's more there, too. But, but And not- it's not to say, like, because he's, he's, he's not a bad actor. No, Perry King's a great actor, but Haley, they've made him, like, all the men, like, for someone who is this rich and powerful, he has no spine either. He's right. just there to defend his daughter right. for whatever reason. Right. You know, it's not quite analogous. But you can look at, because you made the Sydney comparison, but you can look at Brooke as like the Sid in this. And then Amanda, Billy and Allison are the Kimberly, Michael and Jane in like the Brooke universe. Like they brought this younger, well, presumably younger person in to like fuck with their status quo and like their existing triangle. Um, But with Sid, it was like, like lightning in a bottle. 
with Brooke, it's very diminishing returns. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like, well, if you wanted to, like, open that whole thing up, you could have stirred it all around better than I think the stuff we're going to get. And I think we've already seen the signs of that. Oh, goody. But, but But episode by episode... I feel like there is still some like entertaining stuff, even including Amanda. So, so we'll see how it plays out. And maybe I'm remembering a bit wrong, um, but that's that's my 24 year old takeaway. Okay. <laughs> Incidentally, so these are all episodes so far that I've I watched. I didn't watch live, but caught up to them in reruns not too long after the original air date. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, we're like six or seven episodes away from the episode that brought me back to watching all of Melrose Place again in real time. So I'll make sure to point that out. Oh, okay, cool. So I guess, um, will we, will we be seeing, um, Dr. Feelbad? Yes. Again. Will. Okay. Cause I thought he was conspicuously absent, but I guess yeah, what do you uh, do with him at this point? The Matt part here was just about him reconnecting with his parents, but yeah, the murder itself is is not over. Yeah. Okay. Great. I feel like I need closure with that. Yeah. I actually, I think we get it quickly. Okay. Good. Um. So yeah, and that's that's how the bombs went. <laughs> <laughs> Kaboom. Yeah. So so congratulations to Jake and Joe on their superhuman strength and um, their ability to heal. And we did, I guess, jump over the scene that I don't care about, where Jake hires the priest to, to bury Jess. Yeah, we don't care about that. And that was something that happened, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's, and it was actually a really funny moment because he actually, like, slaps a 20 in the guy's hand yeah, and walks I've never away. I seen anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, he was like, he was like, okay, thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and walks away. And then, um, and, and Joe shows up. I don't know. I don't know. She must have, like, she must have like a chip in Jake. I and, know. You and know, she's, maybe yeah. she does have like spidey senses about some of this shit. I don't know. Yeah. And, and she basically like gives Jake back his mom. The brooch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe Joe lacks like common sense when it comes to dating men, but, but it like heightens her sense of when Jake is nearby. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. So we'll to be continued next week. Yep. But this is how season four begins, guys. So let us know what you think. You know, I have to say for as repetitive as it felt, like we're in the hospital and we're going to see Kimberly and she's going to be, I didn't do it, but I'm crazy, but I didn't do it, but I'm crazy. You know what I mean? Like there were definitely like a lot of repetitive moments I felt. Um, you know, between like Kimberly and Dr. Burns and then, uh, really between, uh, Jane and Richard Hart too. Like how many times could she be yeah. callous and I'm going to be this, this callous businesswoman and him being like, but my heart is broken. That was my wife. You know what I mean? Like it, it definitely felt very repetitive. Um, yeah, I still I enjoyed it. There wasn't too much of any of it. Yeah. I still enjoyed it. Good. I'm glad. And me too. Yeah. Um, although I did have this sort of sinking sense that I might not be seeing my Sid very much this season. Yeah. I, yeah. Let's see if I, um, how my memory actually plays out, but yeah, I think that, I think that might happen. Well, okay. So, uh, that was, that was the block this week. We are going to roll on over to Hollywood Boulevard, um, where that has not been bombed out yet. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, standing. I'm not throwing any bombs this week, so... We're, no, Doug's not throwing any bombs. Whoa. That's a hint. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, follow us on over there. Um, we've got shit to talk about that's not from 1995. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to get on the boulevard and move into the current day. Cool. So we'll see you guys over there. Catch you next week when we're back on the blog. Bye.